hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Honey Child episode. I'm your host, Lady T, and I am so glad that you've joined me today. Hey, look, we're going to jump right in, jump right in today. I want to share with you from this thought or this title for today's podcast, Unfiltered, Unfiltered. I posted a picture on IG, uh, Instagram, uh, the top of the year of my husband and myself. It was a picture we had taken earlier in the year, uh, earlier last year. It was part of a photo shoot, and it was one of my absolute favorite pics. I mean, we was giving you life. I mean, it was a hot picture, right? Um, it was one of them power power poses, and we were just kind of waiting you know, you just don't drop those and post those randomly. Usually it's accompanied by this particular event, a launch, or some major announcement. So we kind of kept that one in our, you know, in our pocket. Uh, but at the top of the year, a lot of, you know, churches, ministries, and celebrities, just people in general were posting, you know, Happy New Year, you know, Welcome to 2021, and all these wonderful, great things. And, you know, I sat with my husband, I was like, Bay, you know, we need to put up an announcement out. You think we should use this picture? So he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, should we? Should we? Like, you know, it was like, is this is this is it. It's like your spades, right? You like, I'm about to pull this out right now. And he was like, yeah, do it, do it. And I was like, you sure? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that one. Use that one. So I was like, okay. So I found a nice little flyer, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to um, drop it, right? Just wishing Happy New Year from Overseer and Pastor, uh, Overseer Dwayne and Pastor Tracy Myers, you know, just kind of like start the year off like bow, right? Because uh, we're pretty low-key. We're pretty low-key. We don't do much posting and, you know, not pictures anyway. Um, you know, we kind of low-key. So that was like a big deal for us, right? So it was like, okay, babe, you ready? You ready? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was funny when I think about it now, hindsight. But anyway, you know, after settling on the picture, finding the right flyer, the right colors that would complement, and then finding the right verbiage. I mean, you know, I am not a, a IG person. I mean, I'm not a social media person um, at all, meaning it is way out of my comfort zone. I'm more on the introverted side. So... Um, you know, this is a lot for me. So when I have to post anything, the head trips I go on, it's like, is it right? Should it be good? You know, what am I going to say? So suffice to say, I went through a whole, you know, conference with myself in my mind. Like, is the picture right? Is the wording correct? Is it grammatically correct? Okay. I'm like, being worried about grammar, um, worrying about, um, is it too much? Should we hold it? Are we going to come off as like boss pastors? You know, that's not the image, but it's like, well, shoot, why can't we look nice? Right. So we going, I'm going back and forth with this in my mind. And my husband's like, post it. You know, he like, like walks away and does something else. And so I'm just tripping, tripping, tripping. And then I'm like, okay, let me put some filters on. Right. Cause you know, filters, everybody uses filters. So I, you know, I jazz the picture up, you know, even more, right? Okay, it was already professionally done, but I'm like, okay, let me, you know, put this lighting on it. Let me move this over. So I'm using this filter app, you know, I'm like, I'm doing it, like, all right. So after going through all of that, you know, I'm like, but apprehension and you hit, boom, live, I sent it, I posted, whatever. 
and uh, and I step away and I'm like, whew, that's over. But then I have like this, like, it's like, whew, anxiety now, right? Because it's like, oh my God, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? Are they going to like it? Is it too much? So I go through all of these, I mean, help, y'all got to pray for me, okay? Because I, go, it shouldn't take this much to post a picture. It's like, if, it's, if you got to go through that much, it's like, lady, just don't post it, right? So anyway, but it's like, if you know, if you don't do stuff, then you'll never do stuff. So I can't just keep sitting on the side, a dock of the bay, waiting for my ship to come by, right? So I just, you know, I went ahead and I did it, right? That's my mantra this year. I'm doing it anyway, just doing it anyway. I don't care. So, um, you know, then the next phase comes where you sit on pins and needles, kind of wondering, oh gosh, oh gosh, I hope, you know, it comes across with the intention um, that we wanted to portray. Happy New Year, blessings to you, you know, but yeah, we bossing up in a sense, like our picture's giving you, you know, this is our, you know, you want the picture to speak for you, not in a um, conceited kind of carnal way, but in a way like, listen, you know, this year we coming for it, right? Um, so after I do that, you know, I step away and I'm just like, whoo, that's over and done with. Now, now it's like in the hands of the social media gods, right? <laughs> Using it real loosely. So you just leave it alone, right? And then you have another layer of like, you, you constantly checking, you constantly checking. This is like foolery, right? I mean, lo- I mean, sometimes I'm just, y'all just bear with me for a few minutes while I go back into time. Sometimes I really do miss the old school, take a pic, Polaroid, pull it out, and it is what it is, right? You don't have to, you kind of control your uh, distribution, if you will. Now, uh, it's like, it's at the mercy. Once you post it, it's there. Even though if you delete it, folk take screenshots, okay? They got receipts. So anyway, um, I go through this whole you know, barrage of things, emotions, thoughts, the process, whatever. And so my oldest son, he stops by and um, I'm like a kid, right? With him, I'm like, hey, look, I posted this picture. What you think about it? Take a look at it, right? And um, he looks at it and he's like, now mind you, I'm thinking this picture is like a ride, right? So he took, he looks at the picture and um, he's like, you know, this is a millennial. This is a millennial. So, you know, he knows what's good and what's not good. You know, that's all they do. So I'm like, yeah, look at this. Look at this. This is what we posted it, right? And he was like, what? what? Why do you have these filters on? I'm like, excuse you? Like, what you mean? Like, that's what people do, right? Like, the filters are good. And he's like, no, I don't like the filters. You look like a character. And I was like, excuse you. Okay, um, so I go to my spiel about, you know, no, you need these filters because this, this, this and that. He's like, let me see the original. So I show him the original. He was like, this is so much better. It's not distorted. The color is right. And so now my heart sinks. And I'm like, so did I put like a caricature out there of me? Like, and your dad, like, what do I do now? Right. So have you ever been at a place where you think you did something good? <laughs> right. And then somebody comes along and is like, Nah, that wasn't it. So, if you can relate to me, wherever you are, just shake your head and be like, yep, yep, I, I, listen, I hear you in the spirit. I hear you. I'm with you. Good. Right? But I found out that um, I'm still talking about unfiltered. Y'all just bear with me. Um, you know, we've become this society, and I'm going to just say me. I'm going to just, you know, I'm just, just talk about me. Where I find myself in a society, in, in a headspace sometimes, where I'm absolutely tripping right? I'm like tripping. Uh, I feel like I'm not free to always be who I am or free to express what I want to express or free to just be me, 
right? Because it's like the people can't handle it. Like they can't really handle like, um, you know, even as a first lady and a pastor, like there's some days I just absolutely want to cuss people out. You know, there's some days I don't want to be saved. There's some days I don't want to be married. There's some days I don't want to be a mom. Come on. There's some days I just want to, you know, just shuck it all and just be like, whatever. Like, I just don't want to do life. Like, you know, not saying I want to die, but sometimes you just don't want the weight, the responsibilities. And it's just like outside of the weight and the responsibility, sometimes it's just like, I'm just, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like being a good employee. Come on. I don't feel like managing my home. I don't feel like being responsible with my money. I just want to blow it. You know, sometimes you just get in those head spaces, but you feel like the people won't understand if they really find out the me that the, the me that they don't see. Right. The me that they don't see. So I start thinking like, why did I put the, why did I put the filters on? Like it was already professionally done. It was already nice. Why did I feel a need to put another layer, another layer of perfection on? Like what's really going on? What's really good? Right. And I began to think and I was like, you know what? Um, it's not so much all the time that people can't handle, you know, handle what we have to offer. Sometimes, truth be told, we can't handle it. We can't handle how they're going to respond. True, true, true stuff. True stuff. Sometimes we go, well, they can't really, you know, deal with the real me if they know me. No, sometimes I can't deal with the real, the, re- the reality of they really know me. Right. We, I think all of us have a level of that in us. That's why this 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 culture of filters and this culture of uh, everybody looking like they came out, you know, of a photo shoot. And, you know, this whole anthem, I woke up like this. That's a lie. It's not true. Right. We put our best foot forward with the hopes that somebody would gravitate, appreciate, you know, like, approve. But, you know, we have an innate desire and need to be accepted. Listen, y'all, it's the truth. Introverted me. You know, I don't need a lot of people. You know, I'm that kind of few people on one hand, ride or die person. But at the end of the day, everybody wants some level of acceptance, right? And so, which is basic. However, there's another layer, right, that I talked about a few minutes ago, how this society that we are in is so fake. It's so fake filtered it's so washed and watered down and served up on these beautiful platters as if that's really our life and then if anybody see anything other than that it's like oh my god oh my god but can I tell you something what I found out that people want the real they want the authentic they want the person no I didn't finish college with a degree no I didn't go to full seminary I'm in it now but you know no I did there are a lot of things I didn't do and so I let the enemy play head trips and get in this head space where you're not good enough you're not enough well you know you're not smarter than that person or you know you don't have those many degrees well you're not qualified to speak on that well who are you to think that you could do that and so on and so on and so on and he highlights and amplifies all the things that we not but he amplifies that through people I thought this was very interesting when you look up the word filter the word filter in of itself means uh, it's a device or a mass of material. Sometimes it's sand or paper with tiny openings, right, through which gas or liquid is passed to remove something. 
right? Like for instance, you have, you know, filters for the air, like to remove dust out of the air. So those filters are used to, they're tiny particles, right? That are, allow things to um, pass through, but in the passing through, it's removing stuff. It's removing stuff. But here on the flip side, you talk about a filter uh, for photo, totally different exact opposite of what a filter is in the normal definition of it. It says a filter on a photo now is a software routine that changes changes the appearance of an image or part of an image by altering the shades and colors of the pixels in some manner. Filters are used to increase brightness and contrast as well as to add a wide variety of textures, tones, and special effects to a picture. That's a filter on a picture. I thought it was so uh, interesting how the very thing that we use, filters, we call it a filter on pictures, right? It's really not what it's designed to do in a true sense of its word. We use it, right, to enhance, right, to enhance, to fix it in some manner, a way that it's going to be, you know, better than what it was. But filter stand alone, not without a photo, is meant to remove all of the, usually filters are to remove things that you don't want, We don't want dust. We don't want to be inhaling toxins and allergens and dust in the air. So we have filters to remove that, right? If you're ever making a cake or making or cooking a type of meal and you use a filter, a strainer, a colander, coriander, I mean, I'm sorry, a colander, right? To remove water, to remove seeds, or you're juicing something, you trying to use a filter to sort through, to get out those things that you don't want in the, in the end result, whatever that is. If that's food, if it's a spreadsheet, we use it. I use it in Excel. I'm trying to find something. I'm trying to get to something. And so the quickest way I can do that is to filter. But here is the T. Just like um, the children of Israel, just like the children of Israel, we are... Um, a people that tend to gravitate to what others want, to what others think, to what others uh, feel. Think about it, right? Well, again, let me use myself. I don't want to put nobody in a box that, you know, that's, they like, that's your situation, uh, Lady T, that ain't mine. So I'm going to keep it on me. I'm going to just keep it, what they say, a buck, keep it, keep it 100 with y'all. Um, I found this to be very, very true because there's nothing new under the sun. And just, I'm almost through, y'all. Just give me a few more minutes. Um, I want to share something with you. And it's found in Numbers 11 and verse 4. It says, Now the mixed multitude who were among them craved more desirable foods. And so the Israelites wept again and said, If only we had meat to eat. Probably thinking, what in the name does that have to do with anything? I want to focus on the part that says now the mixed multitude give you a little brief synopsis of of this particular chapter the children of Israel right God delivered the children of Israel out of bondage brought them out of Egypt they were enslaved 400 years and God raised up a deliverer by the name of Moses and he uses him to deliver um, as a deliverer to um, 
Pharaoh tells them, let my people go. They go through 10 plagues. God uses those 10 plagues. And then eventually uh, Pharaoh says, get out, go. Uh, in the pursuit of them leaving, you know, Pharaoh changes his mind and he begins to come after them. The Lord drowns the Pharaoh, a sign of the enemy, the sign of the oppressor in the water, him and his armies in the water, in the Red Sea. You know the story about the Red Sea parting. They cross over all of Pharaoh and majority of his army. They're dead. Though all of them that was in that, they, they, they died. They drowned. But Israel crossed over into dry land. And so they spent 40 years in the wilderness, um, you know, in pursuit of that promised land. Well, in, the, in their journey and in their pursuit, they had to travel many different places where there were other people that lived there. And along the way, others may have joined um, their, their journey. Others may have just had an influence on them. That's like us. We go through life and we have, we have come through something, gone through something, and now we're in our journey in pursuit for the promise. Whatever your promise is, it may be an education. It may be better health. It may be a new life. It may be a family. Whatever your promise is, you're in pursuit Amen. And you're journeying to this promised land. But in pursuit of that promised land, you are encountering different people. You are encountering different thoughts and ideologies. You're encountering um, different attitudes, different cultures. And if you're not careful, let's just be honest. Those different mixed multitude of people, opinions, thoughts, cultures, influences, politics, uh, intellect, education, all those things start affecting you and you soon forget that the Egypt the 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 place of your deliverance the place of bondage that God brought you out of you start in pursuit of your journey to better and greater and promise you forget because the journey you don't picked up people along the way and they don't know where you came from they don't know where you were in bondage they don't know you were a drag addict they don't know you were alcoholic they don't know that you were promiscuous and slept with every tom dick or harry they don't know that you grew up homeless they don't know your mother and father beat you your uncle molest you they don't know that you used to cut yourself they didn't know you cried yourself to sleep because people picked on you and bullied on bullied you and called you ugly ducking they don't know where you came from from and so they can't appreciate where you're going and so in pursuit of where you're going people come up and they start this multitude is reflective of our society as a believer and as a Christian I know what God brought me from so in my journey in my pursuit to be better to be all he called me to be to be the most authentic me to be the daughter that he called me to be to be the most unfiltered right unfiltered in a sense where he's getting and removing all those things I'm sorry he's getting um, all those things out of me that possibly and, and potentially can ruin me down the line so he's trying to filter me but we live in a society that don't want to be filtered the hypocrisy we put filters on our photos but we really don't want to be filtered I just want to appear filtered. I just want you to think I'm filtered, but I'm really not. I just want to have a form of what you think. I want you to perceive that I am. And so God began to convict me by using my son saying, listen, who told you to alter that photo? So you keep thinking that it's what the people want, but I want you to know what I want. Because if you be true to what I want 
and you be true to yourself, those that are waiting for you and those that you have been assigned to and those that I'm going to use you to bless will appreciate it. Not everybody, but there are some. There are some out there that's waiting for the Tracy. There's some out there that's waiting for the Sharon. There's some out there that's waiting for Linda. There's some out there that's waiting for Nicole. There's some out there that's waiting for Barbara. There's some people that are out there are waiting for the filtered, the processed, and the real you. Don't let the mixed multitude water you down. Don't let the mixed multitude cause you to change and shift and alter according to what they want. Because see, they'll have you going back. Saying whatever God bought you out of, you used to be fake and phony. You used to have to do so much just to fit in, but it wasn't really who you were. And it was exhausting and it was tiring. And at the end of the day, they didn't like you anyway. Even after you conformed, even after you tried to fit in and forsook your own uh, convictions and your own ideals and you knowing better, you just abandoned it just for the need to fix this fit in. And what that does... You start allowing the mixed multitude voices to affect you because what they did, the children of Israel, because the mixed multitude start singing, you know, we've been in this wilderness now walking. Y'all just keep eating this manna. Oh, let me tell you, another miracle God performed. He fed them daily with manna from heaven. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's just, the, we, we sell this boss stuff, but he is the original G, Okay. You don't have to uh, do anything. Just wake up and there it is. <laughs> oh, what they said? Oops, there it is. Just wake, there it is. I'm feeding you. Don't worry about it. Just eat it every day. And so, um, he go to mixed multitude. Aren't you sick of eating this manna every day? Manna, manna, manna. My gosh, I need some meat. What, this is your diet? Just, this, just this? And so he go to children of Israel. They start saying, you right. Man, when we was in Egypt, we had garlics and leek and onions. We had all kinds of seasonings and cucumbers and vegetables and fruit. Yeah, you know what, God? We want some meat. We want something else. And we do the same thing. We let the mixed multitude get in our spirit, get in our mind, and start altering what we know. God done made provision for us every day. We've been walking by faith. We've been learning to lean on his everlasting arms. But here comes some outside uncircumcised people that don't believe the way we believe and don't have our same experience and testimony. And we allow them to uh, put filters on us. And now we start asking to go back to a place of bondage. Yep, we do that. We forget the hell. We forget the abuse. We forget the taskmasters. We forget the nights we cried ourselves to sleep. We forget the times that our stomach was in knots and we just couldn't, uh, we were so stressed that we, could, we couldn't even function from day to day. We forget. We forget. But the enemy and those around you start speaking to you, make you think, oh, it was good. Yeah, go back to that. Go back to that guy. Because he was, you know, he was it. Never mind he beat your brains out. Never mind he was a serial cheater. Never mind he gave you all types of diseases. Never mind he never paid a bill to save his life. Never mind he left you and your children homeless in the cold for another woman. Never mind. But you need to go back to him because this guy, you know, he's boring. He's corny. He's nerdy. This is it. He ain't got no swag. And the enemy will trick you up. Because you allow the mixed multitude to influence you. And 
you go back to that place of bondage. But what I love about God, he's so powerful. He's so awesome. He's so patient and long-suffering with us. Even when the children of Israel start complaining, it was like, we want some meat. God was like, you want meat? You want meat? You want meat? I'm going to give you so much meat, it's going to come out your nose. You want it? I'm going to give it to you. And it made them sick. But be careful what you complain about. Be careful how the mixed multitude influence your uh, promise. Because they got their eyes off of where they were going. And they start allowing the moment to be a monument. They start allowing the moment to dictate their future. I believe they had to get, God wanted to get all of that Egypt out of them. Right? Sometimes we say, God, how long is, is too long? And it's like, we don't know. Because some of us have some stuff in us that we've had for 30, 40, 50, 60, may I dare say 70 years. So a little dab ain't going to do you. You're going to have to, he's going to have to work out some of that stuff. He got to work out some of those thoughts and behaviors and attitudes and dispositions because they've been so ingrained in your mind and ingrained in your heart. And you respond and you fly off and you offended about every doggone thing because he got to get that Egypt out of you. You grew up in an atmosphere that was combative, abusive, dysfunctional, unloving, unaffectionate. And so you had, you got to get that out of, get that up out of you. So even though it's taking what you think is a long time, he's processing you. He's filtering you so that when you get to that place, you can enjoy the promise. But unfortunately, they complained so much. He was like, you know what? I'm going to let this whole generation just die. And I'm, it's going to be another generation that they going to inherit the promise. We got to be careful that we don't allow this generation to impact us or the society, the mixed multitude to impact us, that we forfeit the promise. And our children have to inherit it because we were so distracted by the image of what we want to present. God, help us to be expressly, uniquely yours to be true to who you called us, created us, fashioned and designed us to be. Because there's no other me in this world. There's no other me in this world. When you made me, you broke the mold. When you made me, you said, that's enough. There'll be not another. When God made you, he broke the mold and said, I don't need another one of you. And with all of our uh, uncertainties, and all of our proclivities and all of us wondering if we're enough and wondering if I'm for them. Listen, I don't know if this podcast is reaching those in Georgia or those in the UK. I don't know if this podcast is reaching those in Africa or those, amen, in Australia. But what I do know is that there are those that are waiting to hear what I have. I was encouraged the other day by someone telling me, listen, this is powerful because again, if we don't hear that, sometimes we get discouraged. But I told the Lord, yes, if I got to record every week and put it out there, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do what you told me to do and you told me to do it. And so I'm doing it, doing it by faith, doing it in obedience, doing it because I understand and I know 
that what I see when I'm around, my ministry is not limited to a geographic location. It's not limited to a culture. It's not just limited to the believer. But I pray that God carry my voice over the waters, into the hoods, into the offices, into the marketplace, into entertainment arenas, into hospitals, that he would carry this voice and this message. That even the young girl battling with her identity would find herself in one of these podcasts and understand that God loves her, that she's special, that she's uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And her present has nothing to do. Her past has nothing to do with her future. And so I want to encourage you to fight, fight to be the you, to be the you that people don't see. I'm not talking about ragtag, haggard, you know, get up in the morning. You, I'm talking about the real you, a soul. Don't be afraid to be you. Listen, we're all working this thing out called life. We're all working it out. But in our pursuit of working it out, we got to let God be God. Let him filter us. Let him process us. Let him do what he needs to do. Because guess what? He doesn't want a character. He doesn't want a character, caricature. You know what I'm trying to say. Of who you are. That was the most liberating thing my son could have said to me. I like the original. You don't need that. They want you. And sometimes we're like, me? Yes, you. People want you. You, yes, you. You listening. They want you. It don't matter where you grew up at. Don't matter where you from. It don't matter if you didn't have no parents and you were raised in foster care. It don't matter if your father left you. It don't matter if your mother didn't want you. It don't matter that you didn't finish high school. Give him what you got. Because as he processes and filters you, he's going to make you better. He may send you, he may say go to school. He may say do something that you were afraid of. If it's, it's, listen, if your dream is such where you could obtain it, it's too small. If your dream and your vision of your life is where you could you can manage it to happen, it's too small. Aim higher. And sometime in our aim, we get afraid. It's like, is this me dreaming? Like, you know, the old school song, don't wake me, I'm dreaming, D-train, right? Sometimes we like, am I dream? Is this a dream? Or is this is a vision? Or can I really be that? Is it okay to dream that far? Is it okay to shoot that high? Yes. As long as in the pursuit of the promise, the dream, the vision, that you are being filtered by God and that you don't allow the mixed multitude to allow the mixed multitude to become a mechanism, a device that's used to create an image and change your appearance, enhance it, the texture, the tone, while leaving you the same. I'm Lady T, 
for another Honey Child episode. Be well. Till next time. Bye-bye now.